The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Two Millennials, One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I am Abby Richmond. And today, we are talking about food. Before we get started, just like every time, please, if you have not subscribed yet to the show, do so. We're on almost every podcast application, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, CastBox, Stitcher. In fact, our audience on CastBox on Android is growing significantly. Apple Podcast has kind of fallen behind. So if you are on the old Apple device, hit that subscribe button. I always share it on my Snapchat on SoundCloud, and I think that that's a problem because people just listen to it and they're not logged in. No doubt. It's hard to track if you're just listening to it on a web player. Same thing when I post it on Twitter and Facebook. People will click play, probably listen to it right there on Facebook, and never subscribe. Don't do that. Yeah, subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode, such as this one. If you miss this episode, what a shame. As I stated previously, we are talking about food, and not just any kind of food. We are talking about foods that you would remember if you are a millennial. So these are foods that were popular in the 90s. We have this lovely list from BuzzFeed, and Abby and I just literally got back from the store trying to gather as many of these foods on this list as possible. I felt like a squirrel the whole time because Ethan was walking like at the speed of Flash, and I was like running around trying to get all of these things, and he didn't even know where he was going, and so it was an adventure to say the least. And for the most part, we got a few of them. We got a decent number. There's a ton, I think, that also weren't even on the list that probably should have been. There were things that I thought of, and you probably as well, even specifically things like the Wonder Ball and Oreo O's, which I know they've been brought back recently, which would have been great. But since they weren't on the list, we didn't go down that path. The Wonder Ball? Do you remember the Wonder Ball? No. So the Wonder Ball. This is a food? Yeah, it was a hollow chocolate shell. It was made by Nestle, I believe. And inside the show were like tattoos and candy and prizes what? and stuff. Uh, and the theme song was like, Nestle, yeah, it's a bop. I always remember that, and that would have been a great one for this list. We could have been enjoying those right now, but instead we have a smorgasbord of other stuff in front of us. So what I did is I compiled this list of things I thought we could get a hold of, and some things I knew we weren't because they stopped making them, and we're going to discuss some of the things they don't make anymore, but mostly we're going to be reliving our childhood here, trying some of these delicacies that millennials should be remembering. Let's start it off with the one that I don't have to go get out of the freezer. Let's start it off with the good old cosmic brownie. My grandma had these at her house there was a stockpile in the pantry and you could find those and oreos oreos out the wazoo every flavor that you could think of and then these cosmic brownies and so every time i eat these i definitely think of my grandma's house i won't say i dislike cosmic brownies it's, i will it's been a long time since i've had one my problem with cosmic brownies is it's not even a brownie it's like a congealed chewy substance that is kind of chocolatey i'm going for it okay it's like a baked tootsie roll a baked tootsie roll. Yeah, it's not a brownie. That's... With a flattened one on top. <laughs> yeah, it's not chocolatey. It's kind of gross, honestly, and I know they're so caloric. I, I feel really disgusting eating this, but it kind of does remind me of childhood. We wouldn't have them often at my house, but every once in a while they're floating around. 
So I'm only eating half of this cosmic brownie. We should have only opened one package. Yeah, that would have been smarter. I thought I could get through the whole thing, but knowing the other stuff that I have to try. Another item that was on this list that we could not find because they don't make it anymore, but I really remember this from my childhood, was the fruit string thing. Are you aware? Or did you ever have this? I don't think so. So what it was, it was this gelatinous gummy. It was almost like licorice kind of, but tasted more like a gummy that you would get out of the package and it was just this like piece of cardstock that had these crazy designs like aliens or spaceships and you would just pick a piece of it off and start peeling it and it'd come out as the shape of the alien and you would eat it and it was just straight sugar. And if you're seven, you thought that was a dope snack. Fruit by the foot, you can tear them. There's sometimes perforated designs on those. That's true. Yeah, I don't remember whatever you're talking about. Yeah, it was in the same class as fruit by the foot and some of those other ones, no doubt. We tried to find some fruit striped gum, which Abby claims is delicious. Okay, it's like really tasty the first 10 seconds or something, and then it gets disgusting because there's no flavor, and so it tastes like gum you've been chewing for a long time, and it's been in your mouth for like a minute. The next one on my list is 3D Doritos, which were actually pretty good. They don't make those anymore either. I guess they make them in Mexico, but we're not in Mexico, so couldn't get a hold of them. Did you ever have a 3D Dorito? No. I feel like it'll be like something else on the list, though. I concur. It's very similar to something else on the list, except the 3D Dorito, it was triangular. It was enclosed. It was just full of air. It felt like a very empty snack, but it was neat. They were kind of fun to eat. One that we did find... Gushers. I was never allowed to have these as a child. I don't know why. I would used to steal them from my friends' lunchboxes and trade them and that kind of thing. Hey, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a cosmic brownie for one of your gushers or something like that. Gushers were not something that I had at home very often. Oh, they either. smell vile. Okay, I got a red one. So the idea of a gusher is just that it's full of stuff. Yeah, I think so. They're not even good fruit snacks. They're hard. Yeah. Even if they didn't have gush stuff in the middle, they'd still be gross. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about gushers. They're kind of tart. No, I like that. I just don't like how they get stuck in your teeth. Do you feel nostalgic back to trading lunch foods? I feel like they haven't been out of style long enough for me to feel nostalgic about it. That's fair. That's what was weird about this list. I agree that everything on this list is something that a millennial should probably remember eating at some point. But some of these things just trudge on. You can still Mm -hmm. get most of this, not most of it, some of this stuff on the shelf. So it doesn't make it feel nostalgic or like you ever missed it. I can finish this. I don't think I would ever choose it at a store. The only reason I would ever buy Gushers again is if for some reason I was doing this podcast episode again. And no offense to Gushers brand. I'm sure a lot of people like these, but yeah, not my favorite. I'm kind of struggling through those. 5.5 out of 10. I'd give it a 4. Continuing on the list here, I was really bummed at the ones that were discontinued. There are some ones that I vividly remember enjoying that they just don't make anymore. Specifically, Squeeze-Its. Did you ever enjoy a Squeeze-It? No. What the frick? New Squeeze-It fruit drink. For fruity fun, just squeeze it. So a Squeeze-It was pretty much just a plastic little jug of juice. It wasn't a jug, it was a bottle shape, but on the bottles there were faces, and each color had a different character. For instance, there was uh, Chucklin' Cherry, Grumpy Grape, Berry Be Wild, Silly Billy Strawberry, etc. It was like Kool-Aid almost, and you had to squeeze it to get it in your mouth. They still have things like that. They do have things like that, but as far as the actual Squeeze-It brand that ended in 2001, unfortunately... Mm. 
Some other things that were discontinued, or not even discontinued, things that we know exist, but we couldn't find. The strawberry candy things, and I imagine just me giving you a verbal description, everyone will know what we're talking about. They're wrapped in a red package with a green top, so it looks like an actual strawberry. And the neat thing about that strawberry candy is, if you suck it long enough, there is actual strawberry gelatin, some gelatinous substance inside. I never make it that far. Do you just bite it? I can't. No, I can't. I oh, think you, they're gross. You just don't put them in your mouth to be like with. every time I come across one, I get excited. And so you go for it and then you spit it out because it's gross. Fair enough. I definitely remembered them from childhood or from being a millennial, but I always associated them with old people candy. I yeah. put that in with, oh, grandma has those darn strawberry candies again. Ooh, here's one that we're pretty sure is made, but we didn't look hard enough for. Handy snacks. In a world full of silly sweet snacks, moms do have a choice. Handy snacks. Real craft, wholesome ingredients make an honest-to-goodness wholesome snack kids really love. Honest-to-goodness, wholesome and fun. Craft, handy snacks. Honest-to-goodness. You would get the little tray of crackers. And that weird, hard, congealed cheese, and then that red plastic stick that you're supposed to rub the cheese on the cracker. Ew, yeah. Did you enjoy many of those in your time? Yeah. This was one of the things that would always be packed in our uh, YMCA day camp snack bags. I've had my fair share of those growing up. They had different varieties at one point in time. Yeah, I liked the dunk ones, the breadstick dunk ones. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. The ones that were the breadsticks where you didn't have to rub the red plastic stick all over your cracker. If you could dip, that was way better. They had some pretzel ones at one point. They had some different substances besides that weird congealed cheese to dip into. Oh, yeah, like Oreos and the Oreo filling. Yeah. Those are tasty. Yep, they've definitely upped their game. I was kind of sad that we couldn't find that. I would have kind of liked to have tried that again as an adult. But we got enough junk that I think we'll be okay. Next one. And this is one that is still prevalent now. I'm sure kids listening to this have very fond memories and probably eat these on the daily. But a good old fruit roll up. Here you go, Abby. Hmm. When was the last time you had a fruit roll up? I hate these. So it's probably been a long time. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. See, I think these are messy. And the idea of sticking your tongue on a piece of fake fruit on plastic grosses me out did they always come with tattoos yes. is that their thing okay yeah. these i had as a kid i never played the games i'd roll these suckers up into a ball and just eat them because i agree oh, they're stop. kind of messy and i don't really want this are we gonna tattoo yes, ourselves you're gonna tattoo you have to get the full effect Ooh, I... there's a hashtag symbol <laughs> there's baseball scenes Look, i ripped it there's a smiley face a rather devious looking smiley face do you need another one this is bogus no you have slaughtered your <laughs> roll up okay i'm gonna go with the crying emoji one okay so how's this work you stick your tongue out okay and then you just put it on there for like 20 seconds all right i don't know i'm the same as that song <laughs> I don't think it worked. It's still on my fruit roll uh-huh. up. It worked? Uh-huh. Dope. I have a smiley face on my tongue apparently, and you have a <laughs> a big pile of blue on your tongue. I don't like the texture at all, but the flavor isn't bad. I like these better than gushers. I'd agree with that. The older gummies like this are definitely of a a weird texture and quality. I think we've been spoiled recently with those like Welsh's fruit snacks Mm. and those Mm. really soft and chewy ones. This harkens back to an earlier age of solidifying sugar into a gummy format. It's not like real fruit. No, no part of this is real fruit. 
I don't like that. What do we have next? One they discontinued, and I think a lot of people are mad at this. I actually saw a change.org petition to bring this one back. Butterfinger BBs. Do you ever have any of those? No. The Butterfinger eggs that you get? They were similar. They were way smaller. Not an M&M, a little bigger than an M&M, kind of like a malt ball size, but instead of chocolate or malt inside, it was the Butterfinger. Bart Simpson was the spokesperson for Butterfinger BBs. Bag a bunch of crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery Butterfinger BBs. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger BBs. They were good. The thing that I remember about them where they were super messy, that chocolate on the outside, it melted really quick to the point where if you like put your hand in a bag of Butterfinger BBs, your hand would now be chocolate covered. All right. Another one that we found that still exists is the popular chip, the Bugle, which everyone knows for their conical shape. What's your experience with bugles? I would sometimes put them on the ends of my fingers and act like I was a witch. Classic move. In fact, on the bag there, it says America's number one finger hat. They taste like Fritos? Yeah, kind of. They're definitely a fried chip. I would eat more of them if they were barbecue flavored. Weren't a whole lot of options on the bugle front these days. It was cheddar, which is what we have, and plain. These aren't even that cheddar-y. I agree. They taste kind of plain. You want more? Nope, I think I'm okay. I like them. They're Yeah, they're good, no doubt. They remind me of my childhood, for sure. My grandparents always had bugles floating around. We'd put them on our fingers. We'd eat them. They're a good snack. It's a unique chip. Super probably not healthy for you, but I'm glad they're still around. All right, another fond food that I remember from my childhood were Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos is the cookie you drunk for as much frosting as you want. You can dunk a Dunkaroo in as much chocolate and vanilla frosting as you want. Mm. So, how do you do your Dunkaroos? Do you ever have a Dunkaroo? No. A Dunkaroo was very similar to the handy snacks where you would dip something in cheese, except Dunkaroos were a cookie with a D on it, oh. and you dipped it into icing, and they were really good. Hmm. They had a kangaroo as a mascot, and they stopped making them in 2012, which was to the chagrin of many folk. It made a lot of people upset when they took those off the market. That's another brand that there are petitions going around where, hey, if we can get a million signatures, will you bring these back? Uh, I saw something on Twitter recently, and the company that makes them or used to make them uh, said some obnoxious amount of retweets to bring them back. Never followed up on that, but I assume it wasn't hit. Do you remember when Peter Pan was taken off shelves? The like, peanut butter? Yeah. Oh, was it because of uh, E. coli outbreak? Yeah. Something like that. That was a very serious memory that was ingrained in my brain for some reason, that we couldn't have Peter Pan peanut butter anymore. Did they ever bring that back? Yeah. Well, that's good. Just a side note. No, I mean, that's a fair point. We've been just eating food here, but thinking about it, there are some foods that people are super passionate about that when they're gone, that leaves a lasting memory. Yeah, like the Twinkies. Sure. I love Count Chocula. And when they stop having that all year long, that was crushing. <laughs> the fact that I have to wait nine to 10 months for another bowl of Count Chocula is insane. He says nine to 10 because he stocks up on them. I do. At any given point, I may have anywhere from two to 12 boxes of Count Chocula. <laughs> on that note, our next millennial food is one that I remember vividly, and I'm opening it as we speak. Are you stoked for this one, Abby? Okay, I'm kind of excited just because the item he's opening is a Lunchable. Lunchables were a gift. They were a non-common thing in my household. And so whenever you got them, we got like six or seven and we would choose which day we would take them to Y Day Camp instead of a peanut butter sandwich. And so we would get hype for Lunchables. And I hated the pizza ones. So what do we have in front of us? So we have the pizza ones. Because apparently this is the specific Lunchable 
is one that millennials should remember. I agree with that. Why were Lunchables not on it? Why was it specifically the pizza Lunchables? For the longest time, Lunchables came in ham and turkey. They had those little round congealed meat things and some cheese and a cracker. It was meat, Lunchables, and cheese, and that was it. And then they came out with pizza and nachos and tacos and burgers and oh, hot and dogs. chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. They really upped the Lunchables The hot game. dogs were good. The chicken nuggets were hard to get right. I can't say I ever had a chicken nugget one. The hot dog one was pretty good for a Lunchable. I do not dispute that. I don't know how to eat this. Ew. Yeah, it is odd that I thought this was good at one point. Ew. It like looks like it should be a cracker or maybe a tortilla <clears throat> or maybe pita bread or like a, a very bland sugar cookie it's got that mm-hmm. chewy enough texture the pepperoni should save it but they don't slightly flavorless this is not pleasant okay yeah no i'm done yeah the marinara sauce is good eight-year-old me thought those were dope 27 year old me thinks those are no bueno all right so two thumbs down for the lunchable however that was nostalgic i remember eating those soggy things as a child so way to bring that back i will never buy a pizza lunchable again i will never buy a lunchable ever again oh i will i'll get those weird turkey with the congealed i hate lunch meat anyways Mm, so that's why i don't go i don't do that fair enough all right we are back from the kitchen we just prepared a litany of millennial foods that were either in the freezer or needed some microwave attention but right now I have my favorite thing so far, and this is definitely a childhood treat, French Toast Crunch. It's so good. I was munching on it dry while we were making the other stuff. I think so far, either I don't like it with almond milk or I prefer it dry. Yeah. One of the two. I am a non-dairy type of fellow, so I had to subject Abby to almond milk and she's not feeling it. But that aside, this cereal is really good. Would you buy this again? Yes. I have not had this since I was a kid. And I am so stoked they brought it back. Continuing through the smorgasbord of food. I've never, honest to God, had one of these. You're about to have your whole world flipped upside down. I remember the commercials. This was such a 90s thing. But in front of us is a recently microwave box of bagel bites. Now you can give them pizza whenever they want. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at the first time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza bagel bites. We microwaved them, which I don't think is good for his first encounter with bagel bites, but he is experiencing the classic, they get stuck to the little microwave pan thing, and I'm excited. So the concept is half a mini bagel bagel with pizza toppings on top. Oh my gosh, so good. They're really good when they're so crispy that sometimes poke your mouth. So you definitely prefer them in the oven? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are not bad. I could down like 20 of these. Was this a common snack for you growing up? Oh, yes. This and um, pizza rolls. <gasps> I should update listeners on the bus. Let's hear about your bus while we're finishing listeners, our food. Listeners, I have exciting news for you. So, in episode, what was it? Deep Thoughts 2. I talked about wanting to find a man who has a bus and travel the countryside in a little tiny home bus conversion thing. Well, I have met a man who is doing just that, and I'm very excited about it. It is ironic, as I roasted you in that episode about your weird calls for men, no sooner than two weeks later, boom. Yeah, no big deal. So, if this podcast abruptly ends at some point in the near future, it's because Abby's on a bus. Are you done with your pizza, (laughs) B-A-G-E-L-S? Should I be? I mean, eat them. We have more food to eat. I'll go back. All right. Our last 
hot item, we'll say, which is probably cold because it's been sitting there for a yeah. while, is another thing that if you grew up in the 90s, you probably had all of the time. Kid cuisine. The TV dinners with the blue tray and the penguin and those weird foods that you knew weren't good for you. And we have one that was piping hot sitting right here in front of us. It's the chicken nugget variety. The thing that we're both kind of bummed about is we couldn't find one with the classic brownie. Yes, and if you ever had a kid cuisine with a brownie, you understand what we're talking about. You would put that sucker in the microwave, you'd leave the plastic on, and when it came time to eat, even like four minutes later, it was molten lava. Yeah, yeah. It was never a solidified brownie. It was just like hot tar. Good times. A lot of burned mm. tongues on those darn brownies. Yeah. I remember always having these with the wooden TV trays in front of the TV watching something like how it's made or something weird with my dad, an old Western movie. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So the thing with kid cuisine, and I think this is evident when we went to the store to find them, they're at the very bottom. There were only a few of them is this used to be marketed directly towards kids and now everyone's conscious of calories and what they're putting in their kid's body and they realize these are chock full of calories, not remotely healthy, full of cartoon characters. Mom, I want that. And clearly in this day and age, that's not okay. Slim pickings when it came to kid cuisine, but we found one and Abby got her chicken nuggets. She has the whole setup actually she's going to use to eat this with. She has a bowl full of ranch and ketchup and she has a strategy of how she's going to eat her chicken nuggets. Okay, so with chicken nuggets, you have to have ranch on one portion of the plate and ketchup on another, but not so far away from each other that they won't touch eventually. As you eat your chicken nuggets, you eat from one side and then the other and then the more chicken nuggets you eat, the more mixed it gets. Never seen anyone do this before, but it's happening here live in front of me. Abby, dive in. So she's actively mixing her ranch and her ketchup with the chicken nugget from Kid Cuisine, <laughs> which is cold now. Mm. It's like the consistency of a fish stick. Ugh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we looked at the box and this was fish. It's not firm like chicken should be. <laughs> it's very soft. Try the mixture. Try your sauce mixture. Yeah. Are you a sauce man? That's not enough. I am a sauce man, and I think this is plenty. <laughs> okay. Isn't it good? The sauce does, in fact, elevate it. It's yeah. got a unique flavor. If you had children, would you feed them kid cuisine? No. I hope that my kids will be eating healthier than kids cuisine, but your girl gets stressed out real easy, so if one night I'm just like, ha ha ha, we're not cooking dinner, here's kids cuisine, that would happen. So along with the kid cuisine chicken nuggets, there is macaroni and cheese, there's brown quote-unquote pudding which could easily pass off as a brownie it's about the same consistency and there's corn okay what should i go for first uh that nasty looking macaroni okay so it's got this nice film on it i like my mac and cheese kind of thick this is watery this is bad it's like noodles with uh water that you poured velveta in <laughs> velveta water so she's done with the mac and cheese, and now she's unwrapping her cookie spoon. This is new. I've never seen this. Yeah, it used to just be the brownie. Now you're in the big leagues. Very hard to open once you have uh, greased your hands with chicken nuggets. <laughs> also a film on the pudding. <laughs> Tastes very much like the brownie. It's got to be the same. I think they just gave up calling it a brownie. I do too. And they're just like, this is actually pudding, folks. Ew. Oh my gosh, this is bad. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go for the cookie. It's not terrible. All right, I'm sufficiently full there's one other item from our millennial past from our childhood that we need to choke down and it's kind of a dessert item so it's perfect the orange sherbet push pop okay working as a lifeguard this is not anything out of the ordinary 
I have not had one of these in a really, really, really long time. Mine had Flintstones on them the last time I had them. What? Yeah, Flintstones sponsored this particular type of ice cream or some deal they worked out. This is a generic one. It's all we could find. This is enjoyable. I'll give this credit. I'll rank this as number two on the millennial foods that I've uh-huh. choked down in the last hour. Wait, what's number one? French Toast Crunch. Oh, bogus. What would you put number one? Bagel bites. Oh, that's true. Bagel bites. Those were up there. So if you had to say there was one definitively worst millennial food that we put down this evening, what would you say? The fruit roll-up. I hate to say this, but I think for me, it was the very first thing we had, that cosmic brownie. All right, everyone. We have eaten our way through a whole BuzzFeed list of millennial foods that we could track down at our local supermarket. And I don't know about you, Abby, but I feel slightly queasy from all of the crappy food that I've just put in my body. Yeah. Except I put a lot of sugar in my body, so I don't think this is anything new. So she's conditioned for this behavior. On that note, do you have a song pick of the week for us? Yes. What do you got? Cold Arms by Mumford and Sons. That's a good song. Love Mumford and Sons. Great band. Song I'm going for this week is a brand new one called Gold Rush by Death Cab for Cutie. Going to be on their new album. And it's a song about things changing and watching your place you grew up become high-rise apartments. And it's kind of sad. Folks, thanks for checking us out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you didn't. It was a fun one, putting all these gross millennial foods in our bodies. We'll be back next week with hopefully a healthier situation and setting. And maybe not. Maybe we will find some other terrible foods to put in our bodies since Abby never eats. And this is her her weekly feeding. (laughs) Thanks for checking us out. Have a lovely week, folks. Stay gravy. Stay gravy, y'all. Bye.